Good Saturday morning with Radio On The Go News. I'm Mitch Williams. Our high in the past 24 hours here at the studio, 17 degrees. Our 24-hour low, minus 8. Temperature broadcast time is 17 degrees. Thursday afternoon, the Franklin County Sheriff's Department executed a search warrant at 24416 110th Street, northeast of Iowa Falls, with the assistance of the Hardin County Sheriff's Department. Stolen firearms were recovered in the search. Charges are pending. Also Thursday afternoon, the Hardin County Sheriff's Department executed a search warrant at 34958 170th Street, northeast of Steamboat Rock, with the assistance of the Franklin County Sheriff's Department, the Harding County Sheriff's Department arrested 36-year-old Zachary Lynn Groneveld of Iowa Falls on warrants for the charges of possession of drug paraphernalia, possession of a controlled substance methamphetamine, possession of a controlled substance marijuana, child endangerment, and for violation of a no-contact protective order. Groneveld at last check has been released from the Hardin County Jail. Friday morning, the Franklin County Sheriff's Department arrested 29-year-old Seth Peterson of Iowa Falls for first-degree criminal mischief. Peterson later posted bond and was released. This past week, the Rockwell City Council was informed that one application had been received so far for the position of Public Works Director. Two council members will be on an interview committee in an effort to fill this position that will be open later this year. In other business, the Rockwell City Council will use American Rescue Plan Act funds to pay for repairs to the ceiling of the city maintenance building. The estimated cost is $23,830. The Ackley City Council held a special meeting this past week and approved the maximum property tax levy for the next fiscal year. However, the Ackley City Council was also informed that the current revenues presented could decrease due to the legislature discussing problems with property rollback tax cuts. The Ackley City Council directed the city clerk to cut wish list items from the city's proposed fiscal year 2024 budget to make it balanced. These cuts include a generator for the fire department, LED lighting for the public library, and for a radar gun and in-car camera for the police department. In an average year, 302 people die and 489 are wounded by guns in Iowa. Iowa has the 38th highest rate of gun violence in the United States. Saragoto County Sheriff Kevin Powell tells Radio On The Go News that many people are not eligible to carry a gun in Iowa. I think there was a big confusion when that law changed that, oh, everybody can carry weapons on Iowa, and that is not true. If you are still convicted of a domestic abuse charge, misdemeanor level or above, a felon, unlawful drug user, mentally defective, you know, illegal alien, you had a dishonorable discharge from the military, or you renounced your citizenship, or you're under domestic protection order, they've never been able to carry weapons, and that's not changed by the law. It's really the law requiring carry permits only made it more difficult for law-abiding citizens to carry a weapon. Powell says many factors are at play when trying to balance law-abiding citizens' right to have guns versus the criminals who use guns. You know, I know law enforcement is working hard with other agencies to try to figure out how we can keep the weapons away from criminals because the part of society that is doing the illegal gun crimes is such a small percentage of our society, and I think we spend a lot of time trying to fix 
things that maybe we can't control without the public's help, and we need the public's help to solve a lot of this. And I think sometimes if people would see something, say something, we may have a better chance of that. But we're still seeing a lot of gun crimes where nobody will participate in the investigation to find out who did the shooting. And that doesn't help us either. And unfortunately, some people, they go back and get revenge, and then there's another shooting. The state with the most registered guns is Texas with over one million. Another giant lottery prize is up for grabs. This time it's an estimated $700 million Powerball jackpot drawing this evening. The prize ranks at the 10th largest in U.S. history. It comes on the heels of a $1.35 billion Mega Millions prize won less than three weeks ago and a record $2.04 billion Powerball jackpot won last November. The prizes grow so large because the odds of winning them are so long at 1 in 292.2 million for Powerball. The $700 million prize is for a winner who chooses to be paid over 29 years through an annuity. Nearly all jackpot winners prefer a one-time check, for it, which for today's drawing would be an estimated $375.7 million. Coming up on Monday, the Hampton City Council will hold a workshop meeting and will receive a presentation from Eric Merritt of Merritt Computer to discuss audio-video scope of services. The Hampton City Council will also continue to work on the city's next fiscal year budget. The Hampton City Council workshop meeting will be held Monday starting at 6 p.m. at the Council Chambers. Family Storytime at the Hampton Public Library began this past week with Storytime scheduled each Wednesday at 10.30 a.m. and repeated again at 6 p.m. each Wednesday through April 12th. Brenda Van Wert, the children's librarian with the Hampton Public Library, tells Radio On The Go News what happens during the program each week. On Wednesday mornings, starting at 10.30, we have play date and story. And how that works is from 10.30 to 11 will be kind of our normal story time with stories, rhymes, finger play, music, that type of thing. And then afterwards at 11 till noon, we will bring out some different toys and things that we don't normally have out for the kids to play with. And the parents, grandparents, child caregivers are more than welcome to stay for that play time. And then we do repeat what we call family story time in the evenings at six. All ages are welcome. That will basically be story time like the morning, but just without the playtime afterwards. For more information on the Hampton Public Library story time this winter, visit hampton.lib.ia.us. That's hampton.lib.ia.us. One of the coldest temperatures reported in Iowa on Friday was 15 degrees below zero at both Fayette and Owine. It dropped to minus 14 in Osage and Forest City. Other lows were 13 degrees below zero at Charles City. Hampton dropped to minus 12. Iowa Falls and Grundy Center each bottomed out at minus 11. And Mason City had a low on Friday of 10 degrees below zero. Our high in the past 24 hours here at the studio, 17 degrees. Our 24-hour low, 8 below. For Radio On The Go News, I'm Mitch Williams.